about it? Oh, the the expectations uh, that our black women have of us. That's uh, that's a struggle every day. Uh, expectation I mean, of <laughs> I'm like, what expectation? <laughs> expectations of where what what we should do are are unfortunately that there's there's this picture of uh um in their template of of what a man should do or, or what a man is supposed to be a lot of times and I, I see a lot of my friends go through that like especially if if they have a father in the household you know they their man should live up to what their daddy does just like there's some men who feel like their woman should be like do live up to the same standards of their mom, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but it's just it's just. So, are you talking well, about financially or? Yeah, we, we can't do the fifties again. Or, or, uh, <laughs> my daddy, my daddy used to fix my car. Or my daddy used to check my oil. Oh, like, oh, it's different I see. now. I see. Oh, you okay. know, just yeah, it's different now because mm-hmm. now now a lot of people have driven away. You know, a lot of men don't know how to change the tire a lot of men don't know how to put on a tie a lot of men don't know how to do things that right. were yeah that the, the generation has changed so now a lot of men don't do a lot of the things that the older back in the day the older men used to do mm. but at the same time we don't we don't have a lot of their problems Mm-hmm. That they used to have, like they didn't, know, they like, didn't have Jiffy Lube on every corner, so they oh okay. You know? <laughs> so but you... at the same time, they, they not fight, they not fighting with their wife, making them feel some type of way just because their wife making more money than them, and that's right, that's, right. that's actually yeah, that's a big issue. Oh in the past. okay, like, okay. You know, I ain't so so you know? so what does that what does that feel like as far as that expectation? What does that feel? When you don't meet that expectation for a black man, for uh, for me, when you, I mean, I, I, I it's hard to. Explain. I have a very solid like foundation mm-hmm. and like confidence in myself. I guess mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's confidence. I'm just comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. I guess, but uh, as far as expectations and like what men should be and like I don't even adhere to gender norms. Like okay. I, you probably know that already because I said I cried, right? You know, when I was sad, and but, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't even adhere to gender norms. So if any, anybody, anybody, and this hasn't happened, but if anybody, any woman that I was interested in or that was interested in me ever approached me, like you have to, you know, mark these check marks of being a man mm-hmm. to, you know, be my. I, I wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't even entertain it because oh. I know what I. I I know who I am. I know what I could do. I'm pretty uh-huh. comfortable with that. I'm uh-huh. obviously going to learn throughout life, but I don't know if norms really, <laughs> I don't give a damn what you expect. Like yeah. this is what I, am. I mean, you're, you're, you're a little different. Yeah. yeah so clearly. I want to ask Clyde yeah, clearly, this question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clearly. Clyde, what would you say <laughs> if you, well, you're married now. So did you have a conversation with your wife about that? Like, did you guys figure that out before you were married? Like, Cause you said expectations. I well, want to know. Um, it's, it's it's crazy because it, it's it's funny because um like like when me and my wife first got together, money was everything to me. Like I felt like I needed to make this certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. I needed to um, 
I needed to make this certain amount of money. I needed to, uh, hold on one second. Yeah, I needed to make a certain amount of money, and um, we needed to do this, this, and this, and that before we got married. And the reason being is because I always felt that if if you, well, basically, uh, I, 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 before my wife, I dealt with women, and, like, the big problem was, when I came up, all I saw was women making money. Like, <laughs> my dad had a job, but my mom had a better job. Mm. And it's always it's always been like that from uncles to aunties. Like, the women were the breadwinners. So when it came to making big money, like, um, after college, after playing football and everything like that, I became a guard, a, a security guard. And I didn't really have a vision of what what I was supposed to do next. Like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to make this money? Because I've always seen a man with a basic job, like, and, and I didn't really have a blueprint set out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go to school, but school wasn't necessarily for me at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was in a relationship, and I was dating a woman. And, and, well, it was uh, my high school sweetheart and her family told me that, well, told her that I was never going to be anything besides a a guard or like, this is my ceiling. Wow. So, so So, would you say, would you say that that was her expectations or you had expectations for yourself, which made you feel like, you know, you weren't. I don't know enough. enough. Yeah. Well, no, it, it was her expectation because it, because eventually that became the end of our relationship because you know the, I was working, she was graduating, and after she graduated, it was just like this is where you're gonna be, and you're not trying to excel above this, and mm. that's what happened. Like we broke up because. I was not financed. I was not secure. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I couldn't give that. I couldn't give a, a security. So, right. you know, I guess in a sense, it, it was some type of a trauma because when I got yeah. with my wife, I thought that that was I, that was something I had to do. I had to figure it out. Right. And, you got and still to this day, I still struggle with it. But now that you know, my wife knows because she's a, a therapist though. And okay. she kind of, she kind of made it easier for me, like, you know, just to realize, yo, we, even if we was living in a cardboard box, she arrived for me. You know okay. I mean? so yeah. It just made things better, you know? But he, you, you said it, no, you said mm-hmm. a key thing and you said that in your next relationship, that trauma followed you. And you yeah. automatically thought like, oh, she's going to have a problem if I don't, you know, have my money right or have yeah. my money together. Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't deal with that trauma, it's going to follow you wherever you go, no matter who the person yeah. is that you date. But I mean, luckily for you, you are able to work through that. Um, but that brings me to another uh, point that 
um, I was asking like some of my male friends, like what are some of the things black men struggle with emotionally, emotionally and careers, you know, not having your career together and not having that vision for yourself or if you're not meeting your own expectations of where you thought you would be at this age, like that can be, you know, devastating to a black man and affect their, (laughs) (laughs) affect their mood and everything. So, uh, Lawrence, do you have any, uh, any situations like that or have you ever dealt with that? Yeah. Uh, for career struggle. Yeah. Um, I have, and I know like, you know, I got some boys, you know, we we was talking, he was like, he's like, man, I'm, we supposed to be. He was like, I'm supposed to be making hundred thousand. I was like, You're 24 and you have no ties to anybody. Like, where did you think that was gonna happen? Yeah. So I, I think yeah, but a lot of it we just create. Like a lot of it we we just make up based on what we've heard or based on you know like the life we've seen. One of my friends, he tried to use Roddy Rich as a model for success. Oh, and, and, and this, this is, there's this one in a million. Like he is a great artist, like Roddy Rich. I like Roddy Rich a lot, but the chances of him like rising the way he has and right. doing like that's an that's astronomical not anomaly. Yeah, that's like, not there's common. no way you're replicating that, right? So <laughs> I, I think we we make kind of um, you, you put know, extra pressure on yourself, yeah, to, by creating, just not right. like creating it, and it's a social thing. Like I didn't graduate in four years, so you know I, I'm doing bad, or I only make. It sounds like comparing, exactly comparing yeah, yeah, yeah. that that will make you feel like what you're doing is not enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm not enough right. because is I don't it, have X Y Z. Is it comparing, or is it just you set a standard for yourself, or you set a goal for yourself? And you're disappointed in yourself because you didn't meet that. It, it has to be comparing goal. because the standard you set is based it's coming on from else. something else. <laughs> so it's comparing. Like, sure, it could be a standard that you set, but you didn't make it out of thin air. You made it because you seen these people, and you were like, "All right, I mm-hmm. want to do that." So yeah, yeah. It's comparing. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. offer your perspective because if you disagree, yeah. go ahead. Because it's, it's 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 just like. Man, I plan to have this. I plan to have that. And when things fall through, you like, dang, you know, the, you know, my plan didn't go as planned. So, it, 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 you know, we do have expectations of ourselves because we 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 are our biggest supporters. We are our biggest fans. And if we don't uplift our own personal self and say that I, I believe in myself. I could do this, I could do that, then goals won't be achieved. So when those goals aren't achieved and you work hard to get to where you are, but it's still not where you're supposed to be, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, like for instance, like I felt like I should have had a house by now. But at the same time, the I, you know, I may be tough on myself, like, oh, I should, uh, you know, I should have my own house right now. But at the same time, you know, I mean, my family's straight. We straight, mm-hmm. and my family happy. So that's that's what keeps me not being too hard on myself because, you know. But that was my goal. My goal is to be right. in the house by third. Yeah, but I, you can't. I think it, it's but, important because you. Some people are their biggest supporters, 
and then some people mm-hmm. are their biggest, biggest haters. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it really just depends on like where you are, like mentally. Right, because you, know you can stop yourself from accomplishing your goals by being negative right. and yeah. being like, dang, since I didn't do it, like I'm never going to do yeah. it. I'm never going to, you know, you get stuck in that mentality. And um, yeah, it, it can prevent you from reaching your goals because you're doubting yourself every step of the way. Yeah. And like, when you don't accomplish a goal, I feel like too that's traumatic too yeah. because it's like you, you're, it's a big disappointment. People think that trauma is just like something like physical that happened or something that happened on the outside, but it can it could be internal, it could be emotional and yeah. emotional trauma. Letting yourself down, thinking that you need to be here by a certain age and you're not there, and you felt like you did everything you could. That can be an emotional trauma, and it could you know eat at you and. Some people get discouraged and give up, mm. you know, um, like you said, you could be your own biggest enemy. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a good I, I like I like how you two are not agreeing on stuff <laughs> because I like to see the difference because, you know, a lot of black men think like Clyde. A lot of black men think like you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good to have. Um, I wanted to I wanted to ask about peer influence and like being around your boys and like, you know, cause I, I won't say I've dated a lot of guys. That sounds bad, but I have male friends and like, you know, they don't talk with their boys like about stuff that's bothering them. Like yeah. they just, Oh, we just was smoking and we didn't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? We was just drinking. We was talking about sports or whatever. It's like with girls, it's like, we always talk about our emotions. Yeah. We always share, you know, what we're going through. So I wanted to ask like about what is that like as black men being around your boys, being around your, your homies, like, why don't you guys, you know, talk about your emotions and if you have like how has that gone? You wanna start with me or, or Clyde? Um I'll let you start right. this one. <laughs> so this is an area that I know I'm like I teeter way off the edge. Mm-hmm. Like with other stuff, I'm like, ah, you know, it's it's rare kinda, but not really. But this I'm def- definitely different. Um with my friends, like my closest friends, we talk about literally everything. Like mm-hmm. like instances where they felt like disrespected or discouraged or whatever one of my friends um in the you know like years ago he told me he was like nah man i can't i'm I'm too dumb to graduate college like i was like don't you ever say nothing stupid like that again like, right th- that's not true mm-hmm. but in other circles I, i've seen where it's just like a superficial yeah the homie come over we kick it we smoke we play 2k and leave like that isn't a friendship to me that's just like you just know somebody right but a friendship to me to me, which is kind of rare, is like going through life with that person, helping them, talking to them, sharing. Like, bro, <laughs> a couple of days ago, one of my friends got rejected. The meanest rejection I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. And we talked about it after. He was like, you know, obviously we weren't crying or nothing, but he was like, man, like. He was hurt. Like, yeah, yeah he you was know, hurt. He, he yeah. was stuck for a little bit. Like, he's just on the couch. Like, oh, man. But. That kind of stuff, I feel like we have to talk to if we're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. If we're just going to be like associates, whatever. But I, I feel like that's kind of superficial. And I've seen that a lot in a lot of groups. Mm. Okay, Clyde, I'm ready for your perspective. <laughs> like well, when it comes to when it comes to kicking it with the homeboys and stuff like that, um, and I, I, don't, I don't really 
tell them too much of my plans. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's because it, it's, it's just because, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm not even going to lie. I've always been hated long when it came, like, yeah, when it came to, like, somebody's always trying to put their two cents in or, you know, when you sit down, like, I've done it before. We talk about, oh, maybe uh, going back to school or starting uh, working and going back to school and, you know, but just I really don't discuss so many plans with too many people. Like oh, I discuss it with with Lawrence. You know, I talk I okay. talk to Lawrence about some things, but it's just unfortunately uh, from where we from, it's just um, it's like crabs in a barrel. Like it just seems like every time somebody come up or you know you got this, you got that. It's it's just. It's um it's it's unfortunate that you kind of have to be careful with telling your plans mm. because if you tell your plans, it's just like people will put their two cents in and it can detour, it can deter your confidence of what you how confident you were before you had the conversation with them because mm. in your head oh i see a b and c and they you know they they trying to switch up your whole idea of what you had going on in the first place or to tell you why you can't do it so it's a lot of times you know i just heard you know i was i was always taught to make your move silently when it comes about certain things. Like we could talk about things like, you know, how to be a, a better father or how to be, you know, how okay. to deal with your baby mama. Yeah. I could definitely help you out with that. But when it comes to making plans on me making moves and, you know, when money talks, goals, like, Nah, yeah, we're not, we're not okay. discussing that. Do you talk about yeah. your feelings? Like, not necessarily goals, but, like, how this made you feel. <laughs> no. I knew it. We don't. The way we he laughed, he was like, circle. nah. We're not taking it serious. We don't sit in our circle talking about our feelings. You can laugh, you but, hey, I mean? that is like, that like, Bill's camaraderie. Like. Yeah, like, for example, like, when you went through that breakup with your high school sweetheart, like, did you talk to your homeboys about it, or were you just like, you know what, I'm going to just get through it by myself, like? You, <laughs> you know, uh, you, it's so funny you mentioned that. So I never forget. So when the homie found out, right? The homie found out. Well, my old roommate found out. So I pulled up. <laughs> I pulled up or whatever. I pulled up at the leisure store. And he seen me get out the store. True story. He seen me. He said, "Oh." You sad, cuz. Oh, <laughs> dang. <laughs> you high, cuz. You sad. Oh. <laughs> and you said, man, you ain't even dressing right. You, oh. I'm like, bro, we in public. Yeah. Like, so you didn't like bro, that. I'm, I'm cool. That's I'm the cool, kind of energy bro. I would have cool. cut off. Like, <laughs> I ain't even gonna entertain that. <laughs> so they kind of make a mockery out of when when men yeah, share their emotions with each other. Mm. But you know, in, yeah. in a in a in a crazy way, in a crazy way, it's just like it, it, it's just in a way. I don't know. I, I just. Uh, 
it kind of make you kind of make you tough. Like, yeah, all right, you take me while I'm down, okay. Well, I'm going to get back up, and I'm not going to be down again. You know, I'm not going to be down. I'm not going to I'm not gonna put myself in this position again, and you're not going to make you're, – you're not going to have the luxury to laugh about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I'm not a yeah. mental health – I don't really know anything about mental health, but I do know a lot about sociology, like, uh-huh. obviously – and the social component of that. So there's this thing called a stereotype threat, mm-hmm. which is like, if you, like, okay, let's say a, a person loves great Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. but they're black. So you don't want to be like the black dude to drink great Kool-Aid. So right. you intentionally avoid it. So like, oh yeah, I want cherry or whatever. So you are like avoiding the threat of being a stereotype. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of a catch-22 because with stereotypes and with like racism and dehumanization, not only from police, but from Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, But I'll use police as an example. Uh, Like an officer, they they see you as more of a threat than your white counterpart. Right. I think in a way um, we, I think we burden ourselves because not dealing with these things, not showing Mm -hmm. that like, man, I'm a person too. This hurts. I'm sad right right now. Like, I think not showing that kind of like, furthers there see i told you he wasn't like us like see i told you he wasn't you know he, he doesn't show emotion the same they don't feel this pain mm. the same as us and I, that's, not that's our, what you're expected to do yeah but that's not our responsibility that's right. just racism but right, i think exactly. it's a catch-22 because if we don't show that strength quote-unquote right then we're kind of still in that box like right. we're dehumanized on both fronts and, and, and like like clyde was saying it almost sounds like He's protecting himself from experiencing that again. Yeah. So it's not right. that, you know, you learn to toughen up. You just learn how to protect yourself from feeling that emotion again. Right, yeah. And that's what people do that, you know, go through traumatic situations over and over again. They don't even tell anybody anything because it's like they don't trust anybody. Right. They've already been burned a few times. So it's like it's easier for me to just not open up to anybody, not trust anybody, than to put myself out there and risk feeling that pain again. Yeah. So I, I see right. that. I, I see that. Oh, man. You're, you're but I wanted to ask, how do how do black men unlearn that? And, and what's the first step to, you know, unlearning that, you know, just tough exterior all the time 24 7 how do you there's a honestly there's a lot personality has a lot years oh go ahead go ahead uh personality just has a lot of like influence Mm -hmm. honestly because people like me if somebody were to like abuse my vulnerability like Mm -hmm. they tried to in the past if somebody's tried to do if somebody tries to do that again I'm not going to change who I am or how I express myself. I'm right. going to change who I express myself with. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't, because there's some people that would like go to a cocoon and like, I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. But really personality plays a lot because you can't teach. Like if, if <laughs> I'll fall in love a hundred times, get mm-hmm. my heart broken a hundred times and then just be grateful for the experience. Right. But other people won't do that. So well, I think I'm I'm going to interject learn? right there because I feel like yeah. some people aren't even aware that they're 
they're dealing with their trauma in this way. That's true. Yeah. Right. So sometimes I get clients and when I point out their patterns and their behavior, they're like, Oh dang. Like I didn't even realize I was doing that. Right. And some people are open to changing it and some people aren't. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I guess, that that's where that comes in but also i feel like some black men too are like well this is how i'm supposed to act you know what i'm saying right, yeah. I, i'm not even aware that i'm supposed to be vulnerable with certain people like mm. I, I thought this is how we're supposed to be so yeah i, I, mean, I just it wasn't to- taught nobody like told me to do that that's just something that i right. believed should be done right but i don't know if you unlearning would just have to be like seeing examples i think uh, okay. but for actually like instituting that because mm-hmm. I can know what to do and still and choose still, not to do right, it. And still, right, right. But I think unlearning is examples, but to actually do it and actually like be vulnerable mm-hmm. is going to take action and that's a personality thing. Okay. It's crazy because like I, like I feel like when people like continuous trauma, like, like, like he said, like he'll get his heart broken a hundred times or whatever. Like if he got his heart, if he got, if you got your heart broken a hundred times, then that's like a hundred bags you bringing into the hundredth one relationship that you're <laughs> dealing with a, a person. That's a hundred bags. You're gonna be walking around with a hundred bags because you can that accept it. Definitely going. You're gonna carry it. Well, you're I, not just I mean, drop that bag off. Well, I think. What Lawrence is saying is that, like, he deals with his emotions when it happens. Yeah. So you don't bring oh. that to the so next there's one. There's no baggage because you deal with it as it comes. Right. Right. Baggage so would be would you- if you get your heart broken and then you don't trust women no more and you don't let women get close to you. You deal with them, <laughs> but you don't let them get close to you because you're like, oh, no, nah, she's not finna play me. Yeah. That, that's so that's, that's like what the baggage You're speaking from the soul. Huh? <laughs> what is- when, but what if you what if you are like you get your heart broken by a woman like mm-hmm. uh, you you get your heart broken by a woman and um, you ha- you 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 start dating someone else no no better let let's let's go ahead and say you get your heart broken by a, a black woman let's say a black woman okay and okay. then you date another black woman okay and you notice a pattern you notice a pattern of how your heart got broken with the first woman that the second one is starting to do red flags red flags but what i'm saying but what i'm saying is like dang it why this was my thought because i was really getting somewhere oh. <laughs> no because i mean like would he would that would that be uh um a trigger? Dang, we were just, yeah, no, no, like, okay, because we were talking about baggage. Like, so, so bringing the yeah, baggage, baggage into the next relationship, yeah. you're saying now, if you that, see those qualities, would that be, yeah, in the would woman that be bringing baggage in, or just, or would that be bringing baggage in the relationship? Like, are you just traumatized, or are you, or are, are, are you just playing it safe? Are you being smart and going ahead and in a relationship? Okay. I, I would say, saying, yeah. I would say if you run into that situation, my question to you is, did you talk to this woman about your past relationships? Because if you let her know in the beginning, okay, this is what I went through. I don't want to go through that again. Um, 
you know, communicating whether your dislikes and likes in a relationship, what are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? And if you've explained that to her and she still acts that way, no, I don't think it's a problem for you to walk away. But sometimes men don't don't talk about their past relationships and don't tell us what girls did to them in the past. And then when they see it happen with another girl, they just go out the door. They ghost us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, well, what did uh, I do? I, I didn't know. How right, was I right. supposed to know mm-hmm. that that was going to trigger you? You know, so yeah, I, I, I guess yes and no. It's like making sure that you communicate that with the girl that you're dealing with before just up and leave, you know. But you can't communicate if you're not vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You don't see it as an important thing. Well, (laughs) Lauren said it. (laughs) But I mean, how can you be vulnerable? I mean, that's communicating. Like literally being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. like opening up the door to somebody in the beginning. It, 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 it's 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 a very it's scary. It's hard. It's scary. I need you to say that it's scary <laughs> because that's what it <laughs> no, is. No, no, no. It it's is not scary. Oh. It's just you just it's just something. It's 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 a potential of something going wrong. Like like I know if I <laughs> that's I fear. Die. Wait, you're assuming that it's gonna go wrong. What if it goes the right way? And she says, you know what? I respect you. You know. Whatever whatever the problem is, the issue that you had with the last girl, like she says, you know, I'm going to be mindful yeah. that I won't do that to you. And then that's the end of the conversation. Then you can move on. Not saying you got to open up to her the first date. You you gradually. <laughs> well, have you, have, you crying at the dinner table. <laughs> have, a, have, a, have, a, have you have you talked to a dude? You, you saw he was attractive and everything. You went out and he expresses. Well, I mean, that's different. You're a therapist. <laughs> no, no, no. I've experienced both sides, though. I've experienced very emotional men, and I've experienced very cold, like, don't express anything type of men. So I've been on both sides. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a medium. The expression that he gave, like, let's say the expression that he gave you just complete you, completely turned you off of him, and you just didn't want to talk to him anymore because the expression, because he opened up. Um,. Has Ooh. that happened before? Okay, yes, that's happened to me before. Where... Wait, wait, I want to add to that. Okay. Was it just because he was expressive, or is it what he was expressive about? Like, like you understand what I'm saying? Like, like it's not the fact that he was expressive, or was it the fact that he... Okay, see, it's different for me, right? So, I like talking about my emotions. So, I'll talk about my emotions, and then sometimes the guy will, sometimes he won't. But I've dealt with guys who are always expressing their emotions to the point where I feel like heavy, like I'm, I've, I'm an empath. So I'm going to feel whatever the person I like, I'm going to feel, if they feel bad, I'm going to feel bad. So it got to the point where it's like, I can't really listen to you. Just com- not complain, but like pour into me emotionally every time we talk and you know, expect me to be happy with this situation. Cause right. now I feel like, you know, you putting all your burdens on me. And it's like, you don't have any homeboys you could talk to. You don't have nobody else that you could talk to. Like, it's only me. So I I get what he's saying. But at the same time, you just have to build a friendship. That's that's what it is. People don't build friendships no more. They just start, oh, I I like them. I want to fuck. Oh, I want (laughs) to. Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, 
I want to mess with them. So let we we start talking, but don't build a, a friendship. So then you start sleeping with somebody and dealing with them, but you don't know them emotionally. You don't know them. You know At what I'm all, saying? Yeah. So then that's when those problems arise. And it's like, I can't be vulnerable with her. Like, I've only known her for two weeks, even though we slept together already. You know, it's just, oh, man, that's another episode. That's another episode. Hold on. But hold on. I, think, I think that would make sense because... <laughs> In the in the beginning, uh, Clyde, you said you have your wife. Like you said, I could be vulnerable with my wife. Like, you know, that's cool. That's that's fine. I think I mean, that would be more evidence. Still, but she still ain't seen me cry. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like that. That's I, that's I, that's a personal. <laughs> that's a personal <laughs> issue. But there's not much. There's really not much to cry about. I mean, like, I mean, like, I I kind of you know really very. Like I've kind of built this, my uh, this strength and that crying about small things. Like if we have a funeral or something, like okay, that that's acceptable. But I mean, what am I gonna cry about? Like what is there to cry about? I don't want to say like obviously I'm not gonna mandate when people cry. That's up to you. But I think if you only have one person that you're vulnerable with that is potentially dangerous to that relationship because like if I didn't have my boys and I had a wife and I was like super closed off to the world, like Kanye and I was like super closed off to the world, but my wife knew a to Z like everything. I think that would be dangerous to my relationship with her just because why like throwing everything on one person, like, all of my everything, no therapist, no real friends, no nothing. It might be too much for her. To yeah, handle. that's like one person, just all my burdens. <laughs> yeah, it but doesn't. I want to bring up another thing that he said. He says, not much to cry about. Like, I just built up this strength. And I want to I want to throw in a little curveball. Is that strength or is that being numb? Because a, people who who deal with a lot of trauma, they sometimes deal with it by becoming numb to it. So they don't even they don't even feel anything towards it. So so I'm I'm asking, do you feel like that's you being numb to it or that's actual strength? Because I feel like like you said earlier, strength is dealing with it yeah. and you know, speaking about it and moving on. Right. But uh-huh. just not showing anything, that sounds more like numbness to me. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna not show anything. I mean, just not gonna cry about it. I mean, if there's a problem, and if I can fix it, I'm gonna fix it. But if there's nothing I can do about it, why am I gonna cry about it? You know what I mean? Like, it's. I just feel like, what is what is crying going to do? Right? It's a release. I, it's a release. It's a, I just don't. I don't really feel like I get that from crying. I mean, there are social what, what, things that. What kinda... do you, what do you get when you cry? Just curious. I want to know. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. But it's crazy though, because since I've been with my wife, like, because she she cried when it, when we watch a movie. Yeah, you know, there's certain things we'll, we'll be watching a movie and it, it'll almost catch me but I won't let the tears fall you know what I mean so that sounds um, like you're holding it back <laughs> you're not allowing yourself you know to feel it so you don't even remember the last time you actually cried like really just let yourself cry 
Six years ago. Wow. Okay. Six years ago. Yeah, my cousin, my cousin died. Him was that too, and I got a call at work. I got a call at work, and I was in the truck, and they told me what happened, and like I, I broke down crying. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. By myself in the truck. Okay, you're by yourself because yeah. I know you say you won't do it in front of everybody else, but yeah, yeah I guess. Ah oh, man, what what's like a, a way that we that people can deal with? Because I I remember I, I wasn't you know when you said numb I, I was kind of like for a while I was numb but I, I'll never forget this. It was election night, and like politics. Wait, which election? The twenty sixteen election. Oh, okay. okay. Politics are like very like I see how it molds everything. Mm-hmm. Like politics and our society. Right. So like seeing like social implications of people voting for Trump hurt me mm-hmm. because I'm like, dog, we, we, we share a church together. We share all these things and you're voting literally for my marginalization. You're voting to harm me. And I felt that way. I remember when he won the people that celebrated and the people that I seen like jovial for like essential oppression of Muslims, <laughs> Mexicans, black people, yada, yada. I remember I didn't, I didn't even know, but I was crying. Like I, I felt my face. I was like, why is my face wet? Oh and my I was gosh. crying. Like I was like, it was like an overwhelming turn of emotion. So I know how being numb feels, and I know eventually it, it's going to come up yeah, you ain't gonna that, hold it. That, That's my biggest point. <laughs> you ain't going to hold it. You can hold it in all you want, but it's going to come out in some shape, way, or form. Or anger. It might, it, exactly. It might not be in tears. It might not be in, you know, expressing yourself or talking about it. It might be in anger. It might be in the way you cope with those feelings that you have, yeah. whether that's in a, mm, <laughs> I won't say, <laughs> you look I, right I, at the camera. <laughs> I, I know. Cause I wanted to say like a lot of y'all be smoking weed and it's like, it, it's cool. Like, okay, weed is legal. That's cool. Whatever. But it's just like, I feel like that's a coping skill, you know, that a lot of black men have. Substance. So they don't have to, yeah. you know, they don't have to feel it. Yeah. They, they can numb themselves yeah. from it. And alcohol too. Like, you know, when they're yeah. going through something like, man, I need a drink. I need, you know what I'm saying? And mm, I mean, I just, I, I just, get, Oh, go ahead. It's, that's, that's crazy. Cause that's why I stopped smoking. Like, like I just, first off, I, I was like, oh, I, I need this guy. And then I was like, then after a like after a while, like when I had time off and everything, I really didn't have the urge to smoke because I didn't really feel like I I didn't really feel like I felt like life you know life and I might not have that house that I expected to have and stuff like that, but I'm kind of on this natural high with my family, you know what I mean? Mm. So so me, things were going well, so you didn't feel the need yeah, to do that, right? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, just I mean, it could be as simple as just having love in the home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's I just don't really feel the need to smoke like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I think it's when you know it was and, a coping mechanism. I'm fine with it, but I mean that used to be my thing. I right. used to wake up in the morning with a blunt. Like, you know that used to be my thing. But right. it's crazy because I read this meme the other day, and they said crying. Uh, crying is testosterone leaving from the body. What? What? (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I had to make this episode because I see stuff like that 
I'm like, are you for real? That's anti-emotional propaganda. <laughs> are you for real right now? Crying. Oh man. Well, let's let's hope that you know we can educate and you know encourage black men to be vulnerable with somebody. It ain't gotta be your homeboys. It ain't gotta be you, your brother or whatever. If it's your wife, that's okay. If it's your girl, that's okay. Um, if it's your homeboys, that's okay. Yeah. If you don't want to talk yeah. about it and you want to journal and write it down, that's okay. As long as you're getting that out so that you don't hold that in and it turn into something ugly or something nasty or anger or, you know, a dependence on substance or anything like that. So that's what the whole reason why, you know, I started this podcast and I want to do this episode. It's like, let me understand why is it so hard to be vulnerable? Why is it so hard to let those emotions show? Why is it so hard to cry? What, what goes into that and how can I, you know, connect with black men better? Like when I'm treating them or when I'm dealing with them, what, what can I look out for? And I think one thing that I'll say to women is just not to push that emotional you know, like showing the emotions when you're dealing with a man, like try not to push that onto him because they have to do it in their own time. And I had to learn that the hard way, like dating somebody and they weren't very expressive emotionally. And, you know, I used to try to ask them questions to get that emotion out and they would just like shut down. <laughs> and it's like, you have to let that person come out and show their emotions in their own time. You can't force that process. Um, but I, before we, cause we don't have a lot of much time left. I wanted you guys to, um, you know, shout out your podcast that you guys have and, um, where to follow you guys. All right. For sure. So, uh, we have a, a podcast as well. Uh, it's Unkin Neff every Wednesday at seven thirty, <laughs> And it's, it's really just both of us talking about, you know, a topics, either something happened during a week, you know, like a hot topic or, uh, one of our own pick topics. Um, so, you know, we're on Facebook, Uncle Neff. We're on Instagram, Uncle Neff. You know what I'm saying? Just look us up. U-N-K-A-N-D-N-E-P-H. So look us up on every platform. 7.30. Beside, 7.30 every Wednesday. 7.30 every Wednesday. What's, what's your guys' Instagram? Pacific. If people want to follow you guys individually, what's your Instagram? Mine is Lawrence0295. So it's just my name, L A W. Not L E U, <laughs> and then zero two nine five, and uh, what, what's yours? What's yours, Claude? Mine's G Woods. G Woods, like capital G. Capital G. Um, G Woods. Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, G Woods. Okay. Well, um, thank you guys for joining me today. Um, given that you know black male perspective we got both sides of it we yeah, got the emotional yeah. side and we got the tough side yeah. you know take it to the chin like he said <laughs> we we got we got both sides which is good and, and I'm, I'm glad you know to learn more about black men and how they process their emotions and i'm really happy that um lawrence is here you know lawrence saved the day today okay um but uh thank you guys for joining me and um thank you to the listeners for tuning in and um we are available on apple Podcasts, spotify and also youtube and follow us at what's good with you and it's double underscore what's good with you and um you know tell us your feedback what did you think about this episode um comment uh subscribe to our pages uh 
rate us, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Um, thank you for tuning in, and uh, this is what's good with you. <laughs>